Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. You know, we, we started last week, and I just want to encourage you that if you hadn't listened to it, uh, to get onto our channel and listen to it. Now, the more you let God squeeze you, the more opportunities you will have. In the, in the natural realm, to squeeze something is to restrict it. The reason God squeezes you is He is squeezing out of you everything that is limiting you. The Bible says that we, you know, we learned this last week, enter by the narrow gate. And if you've ever wondered why does God restrict us? Why does God say, I, I don't want you to be doing this. I want you to be doing this. The reason is this. The word repentance means to go back to the original. Agree with me to say yes. Now, for you to get back to the original, you need to dismantle and remove everything that doesn't belong to the original. So whatever, when you see God saying, I want you to forgive. He's not doing that just because he wants to give you a hard time. He's doing this. He goes, what you are doing is restricting you. So you get this message. Most people know, understand this, that anytime you are feeling restricted, it's you that's doing it, not God. You know, so many times, come, come on. In, in, in our realm, we like to blame somebody, right? The easiest people to blame is the government. You know what? Everybody's looking for an excuse. So what we do is we live in a realm where we may, the reason I can't is because of this. The reason I can't is because I married this. The reason I, ma- the reason I can't because I've got too many kids. The reason I can't because I haven't got enough kids. See, what we do is this. When the Bible tells us, when God's Word tells us, I want you to enter by the narrow gate, it is, I want you to squeeze out everything that is stopping you. Right now, here's the good news. If, it's, if you can remove it, then it's not up to God, it's up to you. So God comes in and says this, the reason I and so restrictive in your life is because I want to bless you. So the more restricted I become, the wider God becomes. So it's a paradigm shift. Now, watch this. We, we learned this last week. This one. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Watch this. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me Because he delighted in you. Here's the question that I have for you. What did he rescue you from? He rescued you from the national realm, national realm, sorry, natural realm. He he rescued you from doubt, fear, sickness, poverty, failure, small thinking, small living, small believing, small places. See, when we start talking, he brought me out. So he goes, he brought me out of smallness. Now, to understand smallness, you need to understand bigness. Is that a word? Any English teachers here today? 
I've just made up a new bigness. Now, what, what's this? The natural realm is the realm that you, live, you learn to live without God. And then there is a culture to support your thinking and the way that you live. So the natural realm is without God. So to understand the supernatural realm, we need to understand Adam. He's the, what, what's, the, what's the power of the supernatural realm? God creates Adam in his own image. In his own image, he created them. Now, I want you to watch something very carefully. When God says, I created Adam in my image, the direct Hebrew translation is, God created him as a speaking spirit. In other words, was when you find when God created, when God, the first, in the beginning God created. The first time you, you, you see the use of words, it's not to communicate, it's to create. So the first time God exposes you and I to language, to the supernatural, He says, I'm not communicating with the earth, I am creating something. So therefore, he tells me this, that the purpose of language is to create, not just to communicate. You, com you communicate to whatever you create. So you create something and then you communicate it with. So God tells you this, get, get a load of this, that God has taken you already into the supernatural realm because you are a creative being. You're not a, just a communicating being. So God tells you this, is you need to be careful what you say and how you say it because you are not just communicating, you are creating. How do you get a good marriage? You create a good marriage, not communicate a good marriage. I remember one time I tried the communication bit without the creating bit. So I got this marriage book for Sylvain. I underline all the parts that she should know. So I, being a studious husband, I read the book and I got one of those highlighters. So I highlighted it, perhaps put one of those stick-on things that she, she, she couldn't miss it. Well, I gave her the book. The book came back at such a high speed that I came out of hospital the following day. scars are there because of see the reason was being I was communicating something without creating it so the supernatural realm is so powerful get a load of this when God says to Adam Adam be fruitful multiply and he blessed him and then he brings 5,000 different species of animals and he says name them and you know what Adam goes no worries I'm like you. I'm going to speak. I want you to notice that in the supernatural realm, you don't discuss what was being said. You do what was said. Adam didn't go this, oh, oh Jesus, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm just this poor created being. <laughs> I'm not that good at all. Oh, Jesus, please help me. Adam is looking at God. God says, you can do what I do. I want you to notice Adam doesn't have a discussion with God 
going, God, I don't know if you made me right. I don't know I can. Adam does this. He walks in the, this is this. He walks in faith. How do I know he walks in faith? Because faith always acts on what he's heard. A belief system agrees to it, but faith acts on it. So you can have somebody says, I believe in God and not get saved. When somebody says, I have faith in God, that means they're going to get saved and they are saved. But you're very quiet. You're being a Baptist. We're not Baptist. We're believers. We're not Presbyterian. We're believers. We're not Pentecostal. We're believers. Yeah. I want you to get a load of this. So Adam lived in a realm where everything was possible. If God said it, I can do it. There was never a discussion. There was never a committee. There was never anything. As God says, what I have prepared for you. And then he says this, here's a garden. I want you to make it larger. How do I make it larger? Watch this. God says, how did I, Adam, how did I make the garden? You've spoken. I want you to go in the garden and what you see, I want you to speak. Adam knew what he had to create because he was already living in it. You okay? So you know what Adam did? He looked around and he says, there's this kind of tree. Okay, I can create it. So he speaks it and the tree pops up. So he learned how to create. Henceforth this, Jesus teaches us the same principle. He says, Jesus, how do we pray? Our Father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven so you know what he was saying he goes when you the way you know how to live is you got to know heaven so that you can live on earth note this into your spirit you cannot live on earth as a god intend you to be without living it from heaven's point of view adam never had to go i don't know what to create i don't know what god wants he looked around and he says, what I see, I will create. And guess what? What does God do? He gives us his word. And he says, what you see in the word, I want you to create it into your reality. Isn't it interesting? When God wanted to write the Bible, he didn't, get a, he didn't create a school he said to one man, Moses, Moses, I want you to write what I tell you, not what you think. The first five books of the Bible were written in Mount Sinai. They went up there and Moses, and God says to Moses, Moses, I don't want you to tell people how you see me. I want you to tell, I want you to write who I am. I don't want you to see me through an opinion I want you to see me through my eyes. The problem some of you have this morning and those of you that are watching, you are living with a view of God that is somebody else's opinion, not God's own personal revelation. Moses, he didn't leave it to Moses. Moses, how do you feel? Moses, what do you think? Moses, sit down. I'm going to dictate to you. I don't want you to change anything because I am going to give you a download of heaven. How are my people supposed to live if they can't see heaven? This is so good. I'm, I'm, I'm getting saved all over again. So the supernatural realm is this. 
I see what God sees. I sit where God sits. I communicate the way God communicates. Therefore, I am empowered to be what I am created to be. The supernatural realm, all things are possible. But, listen to this, but when Adam fell, a door was open and Satan came into the world and he brings his own natural realm. What is the natural realm? A natural realm is where you learn to live out of heaven's perspective. A natural realm highlights your ability and your inability. The natural realm says this, if your culture cannot create it, you can't create it. If your education can't create it, you can't create it. So Adam falls into a system where everything is not possible. That is why Sarah, when God says you're going to have a baby, what did she do? She considered not her body. Why did she not consider her body? She had a natural body, but a supernatural spirit. And Sarah understood this fact is if I recognize what God has given in me, my body will follow what I believe. My re- earth, watch this. Earthly reality is built on heaven. That is why when God put Adam on the earth, He downloaded his spirit in him. He says, you are a speaking being. As I am in heaven, so shall you be on the earth. As long as Adam had a heavenly perspective, the kingdom of God flourished. But the moment Adam fell, there was a new system that came in. And the new system was a natural system. Now, watch this. Why Okay, Mr. Fabianic, but why are you so anti the natural? Let me tell you why. Anti is the wrong word, but watch this. There is no sickness in heaven. There is no disease in heaven. Isn't it amazing that the things we treasure on earth, they think are scarcity. Are not, the Bible, God's precious, correct? You do know what gold is now. Well, God's precious. But in heaven, you walk on it. Over here, we get clay tiles, and you're thinking, whoa. In heaven, you get gold tiles. Because of the commodity. So God says this. He he goes, why why the natural? Listen to this. Heaven, earth, supernatural, natural. The natural realm is a breeding realm. The natural realm breeds depression. It breeds lack. It breeds disease. It breeds discomfort. It it breeds divorce. It breeds anger. It breeds sin. 
it breeds discouragement. It breeds everything that is not in heaven. Think about this. The breeding ground of all of your problems is in the natural realm, not in the supernatural realm. So all of our problems are on our natural realm, not a spiritual realm. Isn't it amazing? Is this. Let, let me show you this quote. This, I, lo I love this quote. Paul, can you do that for me? This isn't, this isn't working. If you can do that, go, go to the next slide. Watch this. Albert Einstein made this. He, he had a, I believe he, he had a supernatural download. Listen to what he says. We cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them. And I, when I looked at that thing, that spoke to me, and I go, God, how do I make that biblical? <laughs> right? I'm going, God, I really like this. How do I make it biblical? And this is how you make this biblical. When Adam and Eve sinned, how did they try to resolve the problem? Let's hide. Let's put a temporary measure on an internal problem. Watch this very carefully. I hope you just heard what I've just said. They use fig leaves, and fig leaves have a use-by date. I love buying flowers for Sylvain. This woman of yours loves flowers. Your pastor loves flowers. But the only thing is, right, I spend lots of money on flowers. Every time I buy flowers, I have to work on my spirit because I know it's only going to last a week. And, and she likes those. She doesn't like small roses. She likes those long stem roses. And I figured out they charge you per, per centimeter. <laughs> you know, I felt, like, I felt like last time I was in the South Melbourne market, I was going to, I was going to say, um, if, I, if you chop half of her off, could I get a 20% discount? But you know what, what it is, right? Flowers are really good, but they're a temporary measure because they have a lifespan. So Adam and Eve have an eternal problem, and they try to cover it up with a natural solution. Watch this. So that means sickness is a spiritual problem. Poverty is a spiritual problem. Doubt is a spiritual problem. Lack is a spiritual problem. Depression is a spiritual problem. Discontentment is a spiritual problem. Hiding is a spiritual problem. So he, he, he's, he's the scripture. This Adam and Eve tried to have a solution to their problems without the heaven's reality. So here's the thinking in the natural realm. The natural realm is without God. How do I stop this guilt inside of me? Easy, don't tell anyone. Hide it. So what we have, ladies and gentlemen, is this. Every problem you have and every problem you are going to experience is on a spiritual level. That is why Paul says this, I wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers in heavenly places. What was he saying? He goes, you cannot win an argument on the level the argument is. You can't bring 
a supernatural provision using a natural mindset. You good? So what, what we have, when God is squeezing you, he's going this. You are using fig leaves with an expiry date on an eternal problem that you can't solve. So therefore, you get temporary measures. How many of you found this out? You know, there's one thing I really, 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 really don't like about holidays. Is returning back home. I remember when Saul and I were going through a really tight situation, and uh, and somebody somebody gave us a, a huge amount of money, and I said, "I want you to go spend it on yourself." So I did. I, I booked a mansion all to ourselves. I booked a white Rolls Royce. I booked dinner. It was the most opulent place I have ever been. You go in there, it's an art gallery. There are gold fittings. We had this bath that was so big, it was like a swimming pool. It had a gold swan where the water came out. I'm thinking, it was amazing. There was a problem, though, with it. I only had it for two days. And the problem was, I loved it. It was really, really good. Temporary. It was amazing. But then I had to get into my car and leave the Royce Royce. And had to lay hands on my car. Did Jesus please make the car start? And then I drove to my little house. This mansion was close to maybe 200 square meters. I went back to 17 square meters. I had a temporary reprieve. Come on, you've had it as well. You just went out for a really good dinner. You came home, you're still hungry. You open up the fridge. Oh, mold. When did we put that in the fridge? Oh, it's walking out by itself. No. See, that there's a yearning inside of you for a reality that doesn't end. There's a yearning inside of you where you go forwards and not backwards. Now look at this. Any wisdom that is birthed under there will never take you there. Listen to Job. This is in Job 32 verses 6 and 10. Listen to this. These are, there was all of these advisors. Job was going, listen to this. Job was going through all of these problems. He had all of these advisors. It took all the way up to 32 chapters. Everybody's giving him advice, giving him advice, giving him advice. Finally, God comes in on the scene. Now listen to this. This is what Elu, the son of Barak, the Bezubite, said. Aren't you glad you got normal names? He goes, listen to this. I am, I am a young man, and you are old and experienced. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about, he's talking about, I am young, I am on this realm, you guys are experienced. That is why I kept quiet and holding back from joining in the discussion. I kept thinking, Exper experience will tell. The longer you live, the wiser you become. But I see I was wrong. It's God's spirit in a person the breath of the Almighty One that makes wise human insight possible. 
The experts have no corner on wisdom. Getting older doesn't guarantee good sense. And everybody over the age of two said? Everybody over the age of two said? Just because you had a good night's sleep, you didn't wake up wiser. So I decided to speak up. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. <laughs> you know what he's saying? On the natural realm, the, the more you study, you'll never get there. On the natural realm, age doesn't mean anything. Do you realize that if we went into our children's church and picked a child with the presence of God on him, he is wider than any intellectual being on earth? See, when we bring down heaven's reality, I, I love this. Now, watch this. In John 3.31, out of the Message Bible again, he says this. The one who comes from above is head and shoulders over the other messengers from God. The earthborn is earthbound and speaks the earth's language. Just stop there for a moment. There is a language on one realm, the natural realm. The language of the natural realm is it is impossible. The doctors have said this. The finance has said this. My credit card has said this. See, there is a language that supports the doubt. So Satan introduces our limitation. How do you live without God? But then he supports it. I am going to teach you how to speak. You know, you know one, one of the things that would be helpful to every one of you is to go into a cal culture that is 100% opposite Western culture. For me, I came from Croatia as nine, and I came to Australia. didn't speak a word of English. The only Aussie word I knew was Australia. Then I learned great phrases. Put a cracker in your yappa and get on with it. <laughs> Man, the culture was so different. I, my mum sent me to school at lunchtime. Everybody got sliced bread with cheese and this black stuff. Mum gives me a slice of bread like this, a chunk of cheese like this, and a ripe tomato. So, so we're having lunch, right? They're all looking, what's that? It's called the tomato. Oh, really? What's this? It's called cheese. How do you do it? Well, you take a bite of bread, bite it. <laughs> I, I, had to, I couldn't read, I couldn't write. What I had to do is I had to relearn how to speak, how to fit in. See, what we've done is sometimes when you get into the kingdom of God, you take your living the way you used to live and you start living it in the kingdom. You know, it's just something that's really careful about this, just, just to help you here. I, I was listening to this program and there, it was in the United States and there was this person, I think he was either from Colombia or something, he was a prisoner. So the American police had to take him to the Colombian embassy. So what the police did is they handcuffed the guy, they drove him to the embassy, they walked through the gates, they walked inside, and an official 
off, the embassy comes to the police officer and the man that's been bound up. And he says this, I want you to take the handcuffs off him and leave. And the police officer goes, excuse me. I am part of the American police force. I have all of America behind me. How dare you speak to me? And, he, and the guy goes, listen, the moment, you crest, the moment you cross over those gates into this embassy, your laws do not apply here. You are now on Colombian soil. You have no authority. Leave. Do you realize that when you step into the natural realm, that you are no longer under the jurisdiction of the natural realm. You are now under the jurisdiction of the supernatural realm. And so what happens here? He, he's Jesus talking to the disciples and he's saying, I have come from heaven. The reason you can't understand me is because you think I speak natural language, but I speak spiritual language. Do you realize in heaven there is no sickness? There is no condemnation. Let's, let's go back here. You, you good? The, so the earthbound is, sorry, the earthborn is earthbound and speaks earth language. The heavenborn is in a language all of his own. He sets evidence of what he saw and heard in heaven. So in other words, is watch this. The heavenly language reflects what is in heaven, what is said in heaven, and the atmosphere of heaven. So the natural realm does this. I feel sick. I feel depressed. I haven't got any finance. So therefore, when somebody says, how are you? I'm sick. I'm broke. And my fridge is empty with mold in it. See, you're not lying, but you're in this realm. But now that you're in the heavenly realm, let the weak say, I am. Be Why say? Remember, you are a speaking spirit. So therefore, watch this. In the heaven realm, whatever I speak, whatever I speak, I move into. So if I speak healing, I move into healing. If I speak that my relationship is getting more and more like heaven, I step into it. See, one of the things we haven't done well is we have separated between speaking and living. In the natural realm, it says you can say whatever you want, but this is reality. But in the spiritual realm is this. What it, what you live in what you have spoken. Write that down. You live in what you have spoken. You live in healing because you have spoken healing. But anyone who examines the evidence will come to, to, the, uh, to the stake, this is life. God himself is the truth. Look, look at this other verse, and we're coming closer. We're going to be praying in a moment. John 3, 31, out of the Amplified Bible says this. He who comes from heaven is above Heaven above is above all others. Put this into your... Everything on earth in the natural realm 
is always under the supernatural. It's not unequal. So watch this. You're good with me? So you have sickness, but above sickness is healing. You have poverty, but above poverty is wealth. You have depression, above it is joy. You have guilt, but above it is no condemnation. So, what, so, so this will help you a little bit. Whatever you are feeling under, there is the opposite above you. People go, I'm under the weather. I'm, see, I'm not under the weather. I woke up this morning. Uh, my, my, God speaks to me through my iPhone. So about 6 o'clock, God spoke to me, get up. I said to God, inside, not loudly, I said, um, 10 more minutes? And God said, I'm not giving you 10 minutes, get up. So I, so I get, my, my body is tired. And then God said, you know what, Ted, you need a coffee. So God and I had fellowship over coffee. Oh. But see, here's the thing. Whatever you're feeling under, look up. Isn't the Bible says he is the lifter of my? Why? Because you are looking at the problem instead of looking at the solution. When Adam fell, it was from heaven that God came down to earth and he brought a spiritual solution to an earthly need. Now watch this. Every problem that you have was created in the natural realm. So therefore, the answer is not in the, where the problem was birthed. The answer is in heaven. There are, God doesn't do this. I, can you imagine this? This is God and Jesus talking. Uh, um, you, know, you know what? Uh, I have a problem. The earth, there's not enough problems in the earth. Uh, they've, they've got too many solutions. Can somebody in heaven just grind up some more problems and filter it into the earth? Watch this. Every problem is on the natural realm. Every answer is in the spiritual realm. Look at Psalm 118, verses 19 to 21. Swing wide, you gates of righteousness, and let me pass through. And I will enter into God's presence to worship Him only. I've always thought, what does that mean, only? Because God says this, when you get to heaven, you will only see the answer. You will never see the problem. When you get to heaven, you will never find poverty you will find wealth. When you enter heaven, you will not find depression. You will find joy. And God says, when you get to heaven, I am so all-consuming. I am all so large that when you get there, you will only see the answers. You will not see the problems. What we have done is that we at times, now we're going to, do, we, in the next couple of minutes, you're going to get your breakthrough, okay? Watch this. If this was the cross, and I come 
and I've got a list of all these problems. I go, God, I'm not this. God, I'm not this. God, I'm not that. So you filled it up. Then you gave it to your mom, and your mom helped you fill it out as well. And then you gave it to your dad, and your, your dad goes, he's, ah, he's got more problems than that. Then you gave it to your school teachers, and the two, Flip, has this guy got problems? Then he gave it to my friends. Oh, man, you know, I, I can tell you some of the stuff that Ted did that no one knows about. Oh, then you, and then you go on and then you get married. Then your wife goes, hey, give me your list, baby. And he goes, you need to give me more paper, Ted. And then you finally got all of your community and they wrote all the negative things about you. And then Satan goes, oh, I'll let me fill the blanks in. So Satan gets it. You and you're sick. You hadn't looked after yourself. Oh, you had a broken arm. You had this. And he gives it to you. So I come to Jesus. And then Satan goes, Oh, P.S. Everything is dependent upon what you can do, everything is dependent on your effort. Everything is dependent if you can stay clean. Everything is dependent upon you keeping all the laws. It, and if you don't, God is so angry with you. So I, come to, so I come to the cross. And Jesus looks at me and says, Hey, Fabs, how you doing? Good. Um, I, I, I want to go into this wide place. And God says, Yeah, there's a... There's a Ted, I hate to say, I, not, I hate to, I have to say something to you. You can't take this through here. But I'm going to give you an exchange. And he goes, see, I've got my word. I am the Alpha, the Omega. Everything in this book is towards you. What I want you to do, as you are passing through, I don't want you to do this. This is what most of you have done. You've taken this. And you stuck it in. <laughs> so now you're here. Whoa. Ha, ha, ha. How good am I? <laughs> and everybody thinks you're so righteous. Come on. Oh, you've learned how to oh, lift your hands up. Revival. Revival. Pastor Silver, go, put your hands up. Oh, I am an obedient son of God. <laughs> you, you do everything right. The problem is, is this. You start reading the promises of God, but right next to the promises of God is what you snuck through. And then you know what happens then? Then Satan. You, you know one of the things I love about my iPhone? I, I've, I'm now into getting audio books. Right, so, 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 so now for me is that, look, I've got half an hour drive, an hour drive, I'll listen to it. You know what Satan does? He presses the audio button. And as you are reading everything God is, you've got the audio going back. Oh, Ted said this, Ted said this, and you did this, and you did this, and you're not that good. Hey, you, you know, it's not all about faith, it's about works. Da, 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 da. And you know what you do? You keep cancelling out everything that God's done for you. You know what we're going to do today? You still love me. You have to love me. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I know. I, I've read yours. Yeah. <laughs> Only like Ted if he says nice things. Oh, yeah. Go fix you up. Fix your little red wagon. <laughs> you know what you need to do? 
is go to God. And God, I want you to remove this. And I am going to leave that at the cross. Now listen to me very carefully. Whatever you leave at the cross disappears. Whatever you leave at the cross disappears. God says, when you accept me, your sins will I no longer, I will no longer remember. Plus, now watch this. For some of you that have got this problem, watch this. When God says, I will not remember your sins, he's saying this, I will not act on what you have done. So therefore, you can never say, God is punishing me. I am believing for a miracle that today, the stuff that you have snuck in. How many of you ever, I remember the first time I went to the States. It was my first, first trip, big trip. And, and I brought all this stuff. I landed in Melbourne and they gave me an entry card. And on the entry card, I had to declare everything I'm bringing in. Some of you cheated on your entry card into heaven. <laughs> Nudge the person next to you. You found out. You found out. So you know what you did? You, you, you went into heaven and you didn't declare everything. I, I, I know I'm preaching to the right crowd. You know how I know. You're all, you're all giving me that look. You... you, 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 you you know what that look is? You know what that look is? Is you know when you're coming to the immigration officer, you've got to give him the look? Anything to declare? No. I, I am not a tourist. But you're saying that on the outward and your heart's going kaboom. Have you ever watched those shows? Have you got anything? No. They open it up, there's 10 dead chickens in there. <laughs> oh, how did they get in there? <laughs> and it's, it's a surprise look. <gasps> chickens. <gasps> Somebody snuck them in, those dirty little things. Can we be honest? The, the, the reason, listen, listen, the reason we have quarantine is because they know there are certain things if introduced into the Australian culture will have, will have side effects that are not good, right? But you know what we've done? We've done the same thing with God. We've come over here and God says there's a quarantine list. You can't bring this in. You can't bring this in. You can't bring unforgiveness in. You can't bring this in. You can't bring poverty in. You can't bring sickness in. You can't bring depression in. You can't bring this. You can't. I'm preaching really well today. The reason being is this. Is God trying to be hard on you? Yeah. Why is he trying to be hard on you? It's because whatever you bring in limits what you walk into. So your limitation 
was not God-given, God-inspired, God-downloaded. It's what you brought in from the natural realm into the supernatural realm. That is why the Bible is, in, in Romans, it tells you by the renewing of your mind. You can't bring those thoughts in. And I am praying for you right now. We're going to pray in a moment that God will start, that you will get your whatever you didn't declare that you're going to let God erase. I am believing for a supernatural breakthrough for you today. I am believing that God is going to do something so amazing in and through your life. Come on. I, I, want, I just want to set up the next part of our meeting. Still, Pastor Silva is going to do communion. I want you to start thinking when she starts talking about communion that there are certain things when you take communion, things are going to stop. Things are going to stop, stop manifesting. Things are going to change. Everything about your life is going to change. Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I've snuck so many things into the kingdom. Father, I didn't declare before I walked in. Father, right now, there's a Holy Spirit. Right, right now, I want you to... There, there's no condemnation. There's no condemnation here today. What there is is this, is that God is saying, I want to identify, I want to isolate, and I want to remove everything that is stopping my blessing being a reality to you today. So, Father, right now, just, just where you're seated, why don't you just lift up your hands? Not because I asked you to, because you're just being open. And you go, God, I'll show me what I've snuck through. God, everything that I have snuck through, God, identify, isolate, and remove. Unforgiveness, fear, doubt, lack thinking. Father, right now, we need a miracle, Dad. Papa, we prayed for revival. Father, we, we, we sang revival and there was an atmosphere of revival here. So, Father, we are asking right now. We are asking right now that by your Holy Spirit, that everything that should have been declared at the entrance point that was taken through, I don't want anymore. Father, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it for me. I don't want it for my family. I don't want it for my children. I don't want to. I, I, I just, I want, it, I want to be free, Dad. So, Father, right now in this place, I decree and I declare the power and the presence of heaven. I decree and I declare that everything that is illegal in the kingdom right now be uprooted and removed. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I want to be clean. I want to be prosperous. I want to be free. Father, I want the fullness of heaven in and through me. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everybody said, God, and everybody said,